Hi. Dissemination is one of the key words of our Media Telcom project. Our podcast is a dissemination. And the news is that Media Telcom's first publication is ready and can be accessed on website mediatelcom.eu. But we also will address the core essence of dissemination in the context of science communication policy. Regarding dissemination, we will talk about the conferences where Media Delcom presented itself. By nature, it is not flash news, but rather widens the messages delivered there. First, we talk about the conference of ECREA, the European Communication Research and Education Association. It took place in Aarhus, Denmark, and carried the theme Rethink Impact. The theme served as a frame for discussing inter alia how media and communication research interacts with, impacts on, and reflects the society. About Media Telcom's performance on the conference panel, you can find the abstracts and some slides on our website. In this episode, Alika Roloit, the project coordinator from Estonia, and Tobias Everwine from Austria will, let's say, re-recite the opening presentation delivered in Aarhus. It is a concise recap of the activities of Media Delcom performed so far. In the other moiety, we shall recall the conference in Gdansk, Poland, that of the Polish Communication Association. Actually, a congress. Michal Klowatski from the University of Warsaw will provide an insight to that occasion where Mitadelkom was also present. This panel was mindfully followed also by Professor Poguslava Tobek Ostrovska from the University of Wroclaw. She is the member of our advisory board and will speak up in this podcast episode. This is the lead-in. Thank you for joining us. I'm Urmas Leit, the Media Delcom Communication Officer. We start with the remake of the opening presentation at the Media Delcom panel on the ECREA conference in Aarhus. As said, it can be perceived as a concise recap of the activities of Medadelcom performed so far. Alika Roloit from the University of Tartu and Tobias Eberwein from the Austrian Academy of Sciences will speak. At ECREA we presented first time our monitoring capability approach. Why monitoring capability is so important when we speak about changes in media and media system? I would say so that monitoring capability is something that is especially important for media studies. Media studies have been developing during the recent, I would say, 20 years very quickly, not because media studies could be very well financed, not at all, but media itself has changed a lot. I would say that in some cases, media studies or media researchers are just running after the changes so that we are trying to catch 
what has changed? What is something new? And our case studies show that especially journalism studies have developed to very many different directions. We can see quite a lot of fragmentation on one hand. And on the other hand, we can see that some very important issues or areas are not covered. And that's why I think that to first conceptualize and then empirically study the available knowledge and available information is very important when we really would like to speak about why media studies could be useful for society. You already mentioned the case studies that we produced within the Media Delcom project. And in fact, these case studies, they formed uh, the core of the empirical work that we have been presenting at ECREA. These case studies from the Media Delcom project, they were meant to provide, I would say, an inventory of academic publications, but also other data sources that are relevant to risks and opportunities in each of the four research domains that are covered by Media Delcom. And uh, on the basis of these case studies, we really hope to get an idea about the monitoring capabilities of media and communication research and that in different parts of Europe that are covered by Media Delcom. All in all, the Media Delcom sample includes 14 countries. We worked with 14 case studies, therefore. And for our paper, we conducted a qualitative content analysis of all of those 14 case study reports. More precisely, I can maybe add that we used techniques of summary and structuration. And these were helpful to identify key trends in each of the project countries. And what we also did was we used this, the so-called knowledge pyramid that is relevant for our project because we want to differentiate different kinds of data or different kinds of scientific publication, different kinds of knowledge. And so we could differentiate what is more relevant, what is less relevant, what is more helpful or what is less helpful to really identify and measure several risks and opportunities in the media Delcom countries. And this is what we did for the four different domains that are covered by our project. Maybe, Haliki, you can explain uh, in a bit more detail what did we actually find out. One aspect that is important both empirically and methodologically was that we also asked who is responsible and who are actually producing data, collecting data and analyzing data. I think that maybe these results might be more important and even more innovative because I can see that previous research has been dealing quite a lot with structural and media systems analysis. But we can better discover risks and also opportunities when we think about human capital or maybe organizations or just distinguish whether, for example, the data and knowledge about audience is collected by public organizations and is publicly available or is it just the activities of commercial organizations and used just for commercial purposes. And I think that this is one of the most important results when we speak about, for example, risks and opportunities. Many countries report that data about the activities of audiences is not anymore available for the public. 
editorial metrics or commercial organizations who produce analysis for those organizations who are ready to buy advertising, etc., etc. Then another aspect that is also important is the difference between the capabilities of academic staff. Historical reasons, but also financing, also the size of the market, the number of academic community, and, for example, who is setting the agenda for research. It is clear tendency that small countries are very dependent on European research money, European projects. On one hand, it is very good because we do have well-covered areas where we do have comparative data. I think that the European role when we speak about comparative analysis is very important. On the other hand, when we look at the small countries, Estonia, Latvia, Czechia, Slovakia, maybe also a bit, these countries do not have so much national agenda left, let me say. The third approach I could speak about concerning the agents is that even big countries actually do not have very good overview of their academic stuff and academic human resources concerning journalism and media studies. Just because this information is not collected in a way that this information could be found. And one example is Germany, where the research capability and monitoring capability is very big. At the same time, yes, it is not very easy to find information about the more specific media-related studies and, and trends. Yeah, but at the same time, of course, Austria was one of the countries where we picked up important opportunities mm-hmm. uh, concerning uh, cooperation and collaboration. Mm-hmm. Because when we speak about monitoring capability, then according to our research, very important is the collaboration between different organizations. Yes, I may uh, pick up the thread here. And in fact, you mostly stressed different problematic trends, different uh, risks that could be deducted from the different case studies that we analyzed. And for those of the listeners that might want to have a closer look here, we actually developed a a very nice typology of different risks that can also be found in uh, the presentation, which we uploaded to the MediaDelcom website. But as you stressed, Haliki, of course, it's also important to talk about opportunities here. And uh, as, as you said, there are noteworthy opportunities that were highlighted in many of the country reports. And I can say after summarizing the analysis that um, it's probably not surprising that most opportunities are actually related to resources. Yeah, Obviously, most larger countries, they also have more resources to monitor media and communication. And you can see this in the research output. But then another really important insight of a research was already stressed by your comment, and that is the cooperation between different agents. Yeah, And I mean, what kind of agents are we talking about here? I'm talking about different research groups in the countries, but also non-academic actors like journalists, politicians, different civil society actors, etc., etc. And we realized in our 
analysis that the better the cooperation between these different kinds of actors, the better are also the opportunities for efficient monitoring. And we found a couple of interesting best practice examples. You already mentioned Austria. And in fact, I can recapitulate one example from Austria which we also analyzed in more detail. And this is the public value competence of the Austrian Broadcasting Corporation. Yeah? In fact, this is an internal unit of our public service broadcaster, but it is important for our topic because it also offers a continuous evaluation of the quality of its media contents. And it does so by integrating actors from other fields of society that take part, for example, uh, in annual expert hearings. They also contribute to regular reports, etc. And through these kinds of channels, they are creating a dialogue that is really, really helpful in terms of monitoring risks and opportunities for deliberative communication. And we, in fact, find similar examples of these kinds of actor networks in many other countries. I cannot go into detail now, but our slides or our presentation highlighted several of those actor networks that we really see as best practices and they deserve more discussion. This is also relevant when we um, try to develop policy recommendations from our research. And this is maybe one last point that we should also stress in this conversation here. I would even say that we discovered quite important aspect. We all know that more and more academic institutions are asked to be careful and pay attention to dissemination, that we should not only produce results, but we should also disseminate our results. But while I was reading and analyzing the case studies, then I started to realize that this policy has been unbalanced. Because you might disseminate, but in the era of information overload, this doesn't mean a dialogue. I started to think that actually we could, based on our case studies, we could recommend a new approach to policy. And that is based on dialogue and cooperation between different institutions and organizations. So my point is that the dissemination load should not be put only on the academic partners, but we also need to work together concerning some risks and changes with other public and commercial partners. The next question is how to achieve this kind of cooperation. Only then, when we do not specifically ask about dissemination, but we ask about actual dialogue, and look how the other partners are also motivated, for example, to innovate, to know more about the system, then I think that we could develop in this direction, which, let me say, might end up with better communication culture and more deliberation. I fully agree. And this maybe stresses the relevance why dissemination is also important for projects like ours. And uh, we are only starting to disseminate research results right now. But if we eventually succeed in motivating such corporations that you stress, if we uh, succeed in strengthening cooperation between different agents or agent groups, then MediaDelcom really has the chance of uh, becoming something special and something relevant. 
I would, of course, go one step further. And I would say that in policy itself, there should be more motivations to create such kind of organizations, like you mentioned, is in, in Austria, whose main task actually is to arrange cooperation and, let me say, wisdom, so that we really know what is happening with media. And this knowledge is used for creating certain changes. Some institutions might be should be even more motivated to create networks. When I went through all these different agents, I started to ask what would make them to create more networks and more cooperation. These were Halikia Roloit from the University of Tartu and Tobias Eberwein from the Austrian Academy of Sciences expanding their presentation performed at the ECREA conference in Denmark this autumn. We leap over to another conference held this autumn. Actually a congress of the Polish Communication Association Michal Klovatsky from the University of Warsaw will speak briefly about the event and the Mededelkom related presentations there. This year we met in Gdańsk for the 6th Congress of the Polish Communication Association. The conferences are organized every three years with around 200 participants from Poland and other countries to discuss the current issues in media and communication studies. The sixth edition of the PCA Congress was to investigate media in the times of algorithms, platforms and big data with a huge focus on high technologies and also how can we advance our democratic societies with the rise of new media and the rise of user-generated practices. The sixth Congress of the Polish Communication Association was organized in the Solidarity Center, which also helped to orientate the people who attended this uh, meeting also reminded about the importance of media freedom, human rights and freedom of the press in general, with uh, contributions from the commissioner of the human rights, but also people who are researching media and democracy in Central and Eastern Europe and beyond. The session on Media.com to present the findings was organized in collaboration with researchers from Estonia, Latvia, Hungary and Poland. Our overall goal was to invite people who uh, did and conducted research on media freedom and human rights with the main topic how media freedom and the domain which is the legal domain and media accountability domain can serve as a monitoring capability as laid down in the media.com criteria. We started with an overview of the historical path towards democracy of Central and Eastern European countries with Latvia, and also had a look at the actor-based approach that was presented by the research team from Estonia. Then we also had the presentations from Hungary and Poland, 
the controversial case studies when it comes to media democracy and human rights. And the overall session actually ended with the presentation of the Central European Journal of Communication, a case study, how the scholarly journal can contribute to the better democracy and media in a given country. To this end, we wanted to address that one of the future issues of the Central European Journal of Communication entitled Media and Democracy in Europe in a Comparative Perspective will be dedicated to the findings from Media Delcom. We agree that the work on uh, specific contributions will be scheduled for 2023 and the deadline for September next year. And we hope to have this issue published the beginning of 2024, still when the media outcome is on. The media delcom panel was mindfully followed also by Professor Bogoslava Dobek Ostrovska from the University of Wroclaw. She is also the member of our advisory board. I asked her about her observations regarding our project. Let me start uh, with my reflection dedicated to conference in Gdańsk. I think that it was wonderful that we could have the special session dedicated to your project also, because I think that comparative studies with the scholars from different countries, it is really very, very important for us. It was a time for individual country pass it. Now it is a time for a comparative studies and uh, we could understand better uh, the processes in each country where we see and analyze uh, this country in the international perspective. Okay, so I think that uh, now it is my reflection that uh, we started to uh, co-work intensively with the beginning of our membership in uh, European Union. Thanks to our membership, we could uh, have and participate in many international European projects and we could uh, meet a very good scholar from Western uh, countries. We could learn from them. For me, the cooperation with the scholar from Germany, from Holland, from Netherlands, from Great Britain, from Scandinavian countries, it was a really very, very important in my academic career. I think that it was very, very important. So this project coordinated by your university, it is very important also because you invited the scholar from different countries and we could do and you could do the comparative studies. Conference in Gdańsk could show your effects of the project. And I think that it was very important to share this effect with other scholars. This is the dissemination for the moment. Very probably there will be one more episode before Christmas to recap the year 2022 of Media Delcom. Stay tuned to hear us soon. And we are heard also on Amazon Podcasts from now on.